Welcome to Live the Fuel, where we fuel your health, business, and lifestyle. And now your host, Scott Mulvaney. All right. Good day and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another Live the Fuel show. So, this evening, I'm recording with, yes, another new guest co-host. That's what we do for over three years now. We just keep tracking down these interesting and influential people. Uh, but I'm excited for this one because a lot of my recent co-hosts have been all from these agencies that I keep telling you guys about. Shout out to Tom Schwab, Interview Valet. And actually, we can tie him into this little shout-out because he is technically a result of our new guest co-host today because Tom hooked me up recently with a gentleman by the name of Brandon Vaughn. So shout out to Brandon. Episode 288, we aired on July 23rd. Automate, Grow, Sell, and Conquer Your Business was the name of that show. So let's tie it in today. We have an interesting young lady joining us. She's <laughs> She might be a bit of an author. Uh, we're going to geek out about that since I'm trying to figure out the author thing. And uh, But there's a lot more going on here. We got We got an MBA coming on today. Okay, we've got a few things around this whole maybe – a little bit of an authority on business, funding, mm-hmm. entrepreneurship, <laughs> you know, just tossing these buzzwords around nowadays. Some people actually do have the cred to back it up. I think she does. Uh, but anyway, she's nationally recognized business coach, small business administration award-winning small business champion uh, that has coached, get this, more than 10,000 people, 10,000 entrepreneurs. Do the math. That's a lot, a very wide range of business advising. Uh, anyway, her new book is called Target Funding, people. Target your funding. So <laughs> without further ado, I'm just going to go ahead and bring her on. We're going to geek out today. Kedma, welcome to the show. I love this introduction. Can I just invite you every week? Like before I come home, you can introduce me to my husband, like reintroduce me. I like that. That's fun. So why- yeah, there's so many ways you could play this. We can reverse that. You can introduce me to my wife. I'll reverse it to your husband. It just becomes a buddy system. I it's like it. It's a buddy system. Yes, yes. I have been told people uh, over three years of podcasting, I was actually speaking at a, at a podcast conference recently in Atlantic City, and there's people like, you have a radio voice. And I was like, you really do. What, what's a radio voice? <laughs> and they're like, you've been podcasting for three years. You've had no one tell you that. I'm like, well, here and there, I just kind of let it blow right over my head. And, yeah. and again, after three years of podcasting, like, oh my God, if I went back and listened to the first 10 episodes, I was yes. probably a little robotic. <laughs> I wasn't as relaxed as I am now. So, but I mean, let, let's tie that into you. I mean, 10,000 entrepreneurs, I'm sure the very first couple you coached might've been a little rocky. Uh, in that process. I don't know. I mean, how did you Not get for started? Me. <laughs> well, I, I, mean, I hear you're a bit of a cape wearing uh, champion here, a little bit of a superhero, if you will. Yes. Yes. What's well, up I with say- that? There's a lot up with that, but I'd say not for me because it's in my blood. I'm a fifth generation entrepreneur. Oh, so I was, that's yeah, nice. I know, huh. I know. So I was born with this in my, in my blood. In fact, I don't share this story too much, but I will tell you, when I was on my first pregnancy, I have three boys. Okay. I, my, my one, and, and I'm going to call her name out in case you want to fact check me, Dr. Siriano. Okay. I'm in labor, and I said, Dr. Siriano, it's going to be a working day, so we got to wrap this up by 5 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> See, now that sounds like my pops. Um, I, we grew, I grew up in farming, and uh, my dad started his own cattle broking business like his dad did before him. So he had a cattle broking business, and he had a dairy farm. And he decided to become a father with my mother. Mm-hmm. And there's three of us. Um, and my mom made sure she knew, we all knew that, yeah, your father wasn't there for all of your births. <laughs> and I was like, he, he was either you know in his truck doing business or he was probably taking care of the animals on the farm, one or the other. It's just, you know. It is what it is. You got to make it work. I mean, make it work. So, I mean, I just turned 42 this past weekend. You got to make it work. Yeah. And it's like, wow, my parents have been together oh, a long God. time. So, but entrepreneurship. How long have they been together? Long time then. Yeah, long 30, time. 30, well, God, 30 some years. I don't know. I should probably yeah, know that. Time. Should I know that? It's Ooh, okay. We're not, gonna tell, we're not going to tell your parents. Yeah, they don't listen that's... to the show. <laughs> no. they're, they're like my wife. She's just like, I already hear you every day at the house. Why do I need to 
here you yes. here you're on the show. <laughs> but you know, you bring up a good point. Um, you know, was it was it hard the first time? I think it's hard if someone is going to use someone as a lab rat and hasn't done their homework and hasn't done their training and hasn't been there. But, you know, I've I have faced every single disaster you could imagine, which allows me the strength to really understand where someone's at. If someone walks in and says, hey, you know what? I, I'm like about to be on the street. I'm like, I get it. Been there. I've been there. Yeah. yeah. Someone says, hey, you know, I, it looks like I'm not going to make with my relationship. I'm like, yeah, been there. Hmm. Someone says, you know, I've gone bankrupt. Yep, me too. Right. And so you've got to have you, you can't just show up and coach. Thank you. I, I've brought this up a few times, so <laughs> I like I like you reinforcing this because yeah. I tell people Tom also make sure your coach has a coach. They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, exactly. We can all be continuously improving ourselves. That's it. Should be a never ending. It doesn't. It shouldn't be get get to the point of obsessive, but and sometimes it does. <laughs> but yes, I mean we should be growing. We should be surrounding yourself with people who know more than us. Like what what's a, I forget who made that quote, but they said if you are the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Yes. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And to your answer to your question, I, of course, have gotten coaching when people come to me and say, you know, I can't afford coaching. Can't afford I say, well, to. you can't afford not to. And they say, well, how much have you spent? I said, I don't know. In the last two years, 40,000. Yeah. You? They're like, uh, 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 OK. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I think that the, the more you know, the more you know what you don't know. So with the coaching career history. That was, yep. was that all under, because you had mentioned before we fired up the show that you were uh, in the government world, like I was yep. briefly. Was that all under your governmental professional role? Places. Okay. Yeah, a couple of places. Um, so I started my career um, as the director for the Women's Business Center, which is directly under SBA, supporting yes. women. Yep. That's what I did in Arizona, and I taught at University of Arizona. So, um, and then I got a passion for supporting people with disabilities. Um, before my son was born, my son is autistic, but I fell in love with advocating for that population like a, like a maniac. Um, and I never knew why people would say, why are you so passionate? I said, I don't know, yeah. but I am. And, um, and then from there, I, I moved to Oregon. I met my husband on the internet in 2001. Wow. That's, okay, so that's an I, early internet game right there. I'm a total, of course. So I had the best <laughs> picks, right? I mean, I had all the possibilities. I like that. Uh, I and, have the best picks. <laughs> <laughs> I had the best options. And my ROI to this day really has been strong. But yeah, that's how I moved to Oregon. So a lot of my um, early t work was through the uh, centers. But I, but I want to call a caveat here. This is not a volunteer, and the, it's still very stringent to go through the, the job application process. You can't oh, yeah. just right show up. Uh, but in 2001, I started my own uh, company, consulting, and it's been still, I mean, my business is still in place since mm -hmm. 2001, um, exclusively representing people with disabilities. So what that looks like is I am a consultant for Voc Rehab, for the Veterans Administration, for Commission for the Blind. Oh. It is the only population in the universe that I'm aware of that you're invited at any time to join. Wow. Why, but let me tell you why. Yeah. You're going through life. Okay. And you become disabled. It can happen to any of us at any point in time. And now you're in, you're right in. Yeah. Right? You're right in, right? I can't invite myself to become African American tomorrow. No, that's true. Right. Yeah. So, so it's a, so it's a huge population. I think there's 54 million people now mm -hmm. in the well, US yeah, that you have, you have mental and physical. Huge. It just depends exactly. on obviously the demographics so, and sometimes both. So, right. So it's vacillated. So I've done it in government sector for my for-profit and then, uh, um, corporations. Okay. I love it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. again, you were, so what W B E N C you familiar with that? Is that what, is that what you were supporting the women's business enterprise no so that was through no yeah so that's we bank so small oh. business administration has the women's business center okay and they support and wbe means women um, business enterprise so it's certified as a women business owner oh, okay. but the sba supports women business centers throughout the country so they have them in florida and yeah. in south carolina and hawaii um, and then most recently i just jumped off being the uh, state innovation director for the small business development centers Okay. Uh, here in Oregon. So yeah, yeah. I, I only ask because my one of my clients um, 
it's interesting because I literally used to work for her as her employee years ago when, when we oh. when we got her company up and going and then I left and then came back and now she's my client. So nice. <laughs> uh, but I helped her uh, with the website and get all the she she's she's SAM certified system yep. for award management. Absolutely. Yep. SBA certified again, yep. US Small Business exactly. Administration. And then she's what'd you call it? A uh, WeBank or you know, Yeah, w yeah, WeBank. So she's certified as a woman-owned business mm -hmm. nationally. And so there's only really two major organizations that do that. Usually it's Astra or the Women's Chamber of Commerce. Yeah. And then actually, well, and her, cause her- Are you fact-checking me here? Oh, no, I'm just- I know my stuff. <laughs> I'm, I'm bonding with you. We are bonding. Love it. So. I and love honestly, it. I was actually intrigued because I, you mentioned the women's piece. I was like, yes. oh, I wonder if that's the same thing that Jennifer, yes. my client has. And you actually differentiated. There are two different worlds there. There and, are two different worlds, yes. And it's exciting to see this because I'm all about the girl power. You know, I mean, I throw that out there. My wife is a uh, also an entrepreneur. She has her own, nice. she's a- equine horse veterinary doctor um love it and she's a doctor of chiropractic for animals so she's a double whammy um i really know how to level up you know <laughs> so, i love that but uh yeah. i love seeing you know female entrepreneurs succeed it's again they're my friends they're my wife i mean it's, I'm, all, I'm wrapped <laughs> around it actually my client she's actually going to boston tomorrow no wednesday there's a women mm in HVACR national conference in Boston. So her, her company's niched in that heating, air conditioning, refrigeration, oh. like world. And uh, well, I'm going to love her because our work is in obviously, as you know, automate grow sell yeah. is in home service industry. And we're trying to improve more women CEOs in those industries in HVAC and carpet cleaning. Oh, well, you can definitely cleaning. You guys can geek out on that because well, she's totally she has a manufacturer's sales rep firm. So basically the manufacturers who don't want to employ their own salespeople, they can outsource to sales reps, uh, manufacturers mm. reps. So they're all, so she has her independent company and she owns from Delaware to Maine, as far as the Northeast territories with her contracts. And then she's got about 10 different companies outsourcing their sales, but it's all B2B. So it's, Love um, it. the only time that her company ever interacts directly to a contractor is from a training perspective. Uh, mm -hmm. so, but, but it's mostly like, even above the, it's actually where the contractors shop. You know, they mm -hmm. they don't. They, most legit contractors don't go to Home Depot or Lowe's. You know, they're they're going to pro trade relationship distribution channels and wholesalers. Sure. So, it's not I, that we don't love Home Depot and Lowe's, especially no. if they want to sponsor sure. your podcast or support <laughs> us. We love them exactly. <laughs> um, but I, I, I agree with you. Whether it's male or female, that the contracting profession is um, yep. not to be undertaken lightly. I mean, it's. It's a lot. You could be, you could become, people call it a blue collar career, but I know some very white collar incomes going on out there. So I'm going to, and I'm going to back it up and say that the clients we work with, they are, they are doing exceedingly successful. And one of the issues, sometimes they come up and say, honestly, say, look, they're making a lot of money, but they haven't completed high school. Mm -hmm. And I say, Hey, that's okay. Why, why does that matter? Right. That's okay. Exactly. Well, because I think we have sometimes this situation in America and maybe across, outside America where we must go and, and get a formal education, like a college degree to be valued. Right. I, I just and made a post on that about that in social media, because like a lot of people who know me now or didn't know me before my old life, my old, my old days, like, yeah, I, I paid my way through school. I, I do have a BS in, in marketing and psychology. I never thought I would use it. And to be fair, I'm not actually using it because everything I know in business was self-taught over the past few years. The, the, the university didn't actually teach me anything about that. I do hold on to the psychology knowledge. I, I respect that. I always give props to the universities for that. Nice. Uh, my wife, I mean, she went to Cornell and UPenn. Oh my gosh. You, you can't become a doctor and know that what's inside of her brain without proper education. So I do support formal education in the right areas, oh. but I can't tell you how many business gurus I've met that they literally promote the school of hard knocks, so to speak, man. It's yep. diving yep. in. Yep. No high school education. Exactly. So, so I, I agree with your point. There's a social stigma around it, right? But there's also sometimes a self-confidence thing sometimes. Like some people feel like they have to defend yes, themselves, right? It's like, yeah. I've built this from nothing and yeah. you, know, you could take your college and shove it. <laughs> Stuff exactly. <like> <laughs> exactly. I, mean, I, I love to see people confident and owning their position. 
Uh, so yes. Yeah, so, so so do you do you have any rough numbers? Do you say do you come across the the lower education or the high school education or the or the GED? Do you find that is a higher percentage nowadays in some of your contracting customers? That's a great question. I haven't done the numbers, but two things we're seeing. Uh, number one, you know, I love the home services industry so much because it's so recession proof. Because yes. if we think about the idea that, you know, let's suppose we're in a recession and your toilet bowl goes out, something goes out, you're not going to say, you know, let's put off waiting for the plumber for six weeks. Yeah. You know, yes. <laughs> probably not. Yes. Probably uh, not. Right. Yeah. That's a good point. I, you know, we, we take a lot of that for granted. And and like anybody, anybody who's involved, anybody who's somewhat involved in the money game, investing yeah. game, et cetera, yeah. everybody should yeah. be a little tip, people. Keep an eye on the market, okay? Something's going to pop soon. So just yeah. FYI, maybe get some liquidity going, get some cash going. I don't know. I'm just going to throw that out there. Yeah. I just know right. a few people and they all agree with me. <laughs> Yeah. And people are prepared. And, and I think that if you are in an environment or you've set yourself up where you can be as much recession proof as possible, mm -hmm. it's great. So what I'm seeing twofold is one. Um, yeah. A lot of people who have chose the trade may not have necessarily gone to the school of, you know, Cornell, for example. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. But they're making a million dollars plus in the industry. Um, and now they're coming back and trying to build the systems, which is what we support them with. And second, some and screen I come sharing the, while you're talking about that because yeah. actually automate gross sell. There we go. Yeah. And the second thing that I'm noticing, there we are, um, from an educational perspective, is that the we're seeing a, a diminishing in certain subjects in certain universities, they're seeing a diminishing enrollment where um, you know, less and less people are following the formal path and looking at other ways of getting their education. Because we're in a whole different world. I, I promote it. I mean, I I yeah. did not I did not follow the I don't know if they still call it this, but uh, the the college preparatory path. You know, when yes. you were in high school, I actually went to a vocational educational school and I studied micro microelectronics technology. I was learning how to troubleshoot circuit boards and I could tear yep. a computer apart and rebuild it. Um, so, but then I you know in my adult years I said, oh well, I was led to believe that an education is going to further my career. So right. yeah, next thing you know, I'm taking nights and weekends, I'm doing classes. So I'm doing, I'm working my way up in the professional space, corporate space, and I'm making more money than my friends coming out of college. Of course. <laughs> but yet I still keep myself focused and I'm going to get this degree done because I got to fill in that checkbox, you know? So I, I fell to that and right. don't get me wrong. I, I see the point of education. If you want to prove that you could follow a path and successfully complete courses and blatantly memorize BS that you'll never use again. Great. Uh, right. <laughs> as, as a contracting business, you can you can have an MBA, and you can speak to this because you're an MBA. So of course. <laughs> you can have an MBA, but if you don't know squat about what the end employee is doing in the field working for you, doesn't matter. Not gonna work. Right. right. Yeah. Right. And I think what, what I would say is, is, is your choice for having an education is just a tool in your toolbox. Mm. And the other question is, is what's your return on investment? I work with people today who tell me their MBA cost them $80,000. Okay. How long will it take for them to repay it? My total cost for my undergrad, this is a credit undergrad, Hofstra University, my graduate, Troy State University, total cost was 5K. Hmm. 5K. Why? Right. So, because uh, did I not tell you I specialize in funding? <laughs> well, there, there might be something to do that. Yes. Good point. Um, so I'll tell you why. If you want to know my secret, I've I haven't told anyone on any podcast, and I've been on about Ooh. I don't know 60, 70 podcasts already. All right. So yeah. So here's I'm your ready. secret. I'm ready. This is for everybody. This is a special gift I'm going to offer you. One of the things that you have to look at is if you decide you want to go back to school or you want your, your kids to go back to school, mm -hmm. I want you to pay attention to the military bases. Now, hear me out. You do not, I'm going to say it again, you do not have to be a veteran or be registered by the military to oh. attend the military programs. This is a hidden secret. The what? military bases have incredible accredited universities. They're specifically for the veterans. Right. Because of that, they don't do any marketing.
because of that, all their cost is at like net, right? There's no, it's so affordable. And wow. so I was living in Tucson, Arizona. I found out about the program. I actually entered into Troy State, which is a master's business program on Davis uh, Monfin Air Force Base. I did all my work there every evening, like, and I would do weekends. They, they flew in the best professors from all over the world. Yeah. Best MBA program, 5K. That's mind-blowing. By the way, can you hear Calvin the Coonhound? Yeah, because he loves me. Yeah, he can. He t- wants can... to come in and hear my voice. Like Calvin, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the best part is like you can hear him, but when we actually do the uh, show, I, he never. I always think he's going to show up on the show, and I want him to show up on the show. Three years ago, I would freak out if the dog was barking. Now I'm like, oh no, we saved, bring him in. We saved Calvin from from cancer. He's now a tripod. Oh. Had to take one of his legs off, and oh. he's still a spastic spaz at 11 years old now. So uh, yeah. Calvin says hi, uh, hi but Calvin. I love this little hack because I I've the known. Hack. I mean, yeah. we'll call it a hack, whatever. But it's like, yeah, it is. What I've known so many people that have gone the military route. No one's ever mentioned that. Because does that I mean do that the soldiers don't even know this either? I don't know if the soldiers know it. I know the soldiers, you know, get the opportunity to go for their own education. Right, 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 right. But civilians have the same opportunity. Well, I love that because, well, my taxes are paying for it. Uh, (laughs) That's crazy. It's crazy. And it has been the best, the best, the best gift. And when my kids go to school, we're just going to do it the right way. They'll do the two years in a community college. They'll get transferred. And then, of course. I did the same thing. I did the same thing. I I did the same thing. Actually, I've never took a, uh, I never had to take an SAT. People are like, what do you mean you never took an SAT? I was like, well, I graduated high school. And I wasn't going to go to school, but then I changed my mind the last second because my friends were going to school. So yep. then I just started at a community college and the community college didn't require an SAT. Yeah. So I never had to took any of those really mind blowing. And by the way, I'm, yeah. I'm actually a good student. I mean, I, I did fine. Yeah. Uh, but it, was, it just cracked me up because everybody's like, How did you... and you have a BS. You never took an SAT. I'm like, yeah, sorry. Yeah. You know, there's ways around everything. <laughs> exactly. Um, exactly. So did you stumble across this all on your own? Yes. All right. So clearly you're somebody. So is this, was this one of those like founding little things that when you realize what you learned there, did that kind of like trigger everything moving forward into obviously your, your target funding book launch? Right? No, so I'll tell you how I got it. My story um, is, some sharing is again. yeah, I'll, I'll share my story. Boom. Um, yeah, there I am. Hey, there I am. So, um, my story is pretty simple. Um, in 2001, I was found myself in Tucson, Arizona. Remember I told you yep. I was there. That's where I got my degree. And I was faced with a situation where I had to leave a relationship, which never bodes well. Um, for most women, um, when they're leaving a relationship, that is the highest statistic of filing bankruptcy. Really? Yes. Wow. Yes. Um, so I was forced with this horrible situation. And I remember having to make the decision to file bankruptcy. I was sitting on a curb right outside the bankruptcy court, sobbing my eyes out because I had my degree. Um, I was wrapping up my, my master's and I'm thinking, what do I do next? Um, and I remember going back to my apartment and over the next two weeks, it was a foggy thing. And here's what happened. <laughs> I received an envelope from Capital One. <laughs> Oh, Capital One. I love Capital uh, One. And, yeah. and actually, I do. I love them. I do. So, I, I have an online account with them. I like them. You do? Okay. Yeah. So it was for 200 bucks. And I remember thinking, why would they send me $200 after I just filed bankruptcy? Like, I couldn't understand it. It doesn't make sense to me. I filed bankruptcy. Why are you going to send me a credit card? Hmm. But what I remembered, and this is so crazy, but I'm going to call it out. When I was a little girl, I used to play a, a game called Monopoly. Oh, yeah. I talk, I still talk about Monopoly all the time. It's so many okay. good lessons learned from that. So you're gonna so you're gonna know the answer. When you go around go, mm-hmm. you go around the board and you pass go. You get two hundred dollars. Boom. So in my mind, the universe just brought me back into the game. Ah, like the mindset. We talk yep. about my positive mindset on this show all yep. the time. So I knew that. I said, All right, wow. universe, you just you just you just put me back into the game. And then said at that moment, what if I go on a journey to uncover every grant and every funding source for people like me? And it took me 15 years. I went on a 15-year journey. Wow. And, uh, after 15 years, I cracked the code and then it took us three years to write the book. 
oh, okay, so I don't feel so bad. I'm working on my first book right now, and it's Three written. Years. I just have to edit it, but it's like, I'm like, I'm, I'm approaching the one-year mark, and I'm like, oh, I should have the editing nope. done by now, but uh, I don't feel so bad now. No, no, but that's because we have over 300 resources we had to curate. We had to look wow. at every resource. We had to investigate them. We had to make sure they had success stories. So it's oh, and weird. you also have to make sure they're still going to be currently available when the book gets launched, right? There's that Correct. too. Correct. You can't publish a book full of stuff that's no longer available. I mean, you Correct. could. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be successful. <laughs> it wouldn't go over too well, no. No. So I was going to say, so once you, uh, that had to be fun for editing because you probably had to go back over this multiple times just to make sure everything was still available when you pushed this to print. Did you say fun? Yeah. No. I like to stretch the word fun. <laughs> fun means so many things. We have to stretch yeah. it. Let's just stretch yeah, the fun. I don't know if the fun was it. Yes, but it was grueling. Yes, it was yeah. it was grueling. But you know, once you make a journey to commit to a goal like a book, hmm. it is like giving birth without an you know, any kind of medicine and you just have to go through it. Oh, I'm going through some mental contractions right now. So <laughs> yeah. I can't speak to birthing because I obviously I'm a I'm a dude. <laughs> But, yeah. uh, you know, hey, that's right. It's it's been an adventure. I'll, the best part is, like, I, I love a challenge. So yeah. even though I might, might talk down about it, the process, that just means I'm being challenged. And again, yeah. you're you're a published author now, so you get it. It's I get it. It's it's just like, you know, I joked around before we started the show. Like, OK, I also lived in Arizona, but I mm -hmm. wasn't York's kind of federal employee. I was a uh, one of the elite hotshot while I'm firefighters. I, I did that for two years. And again, I stretched that because like I only did it for two years. So technically first year, you're a rookie. Second year, you're a snooky second year rookie. <laughs> so, uh, but it was an adventure that changed my life and it yeah. inspired the fire and the logo and I love it. Yeah. Everything else back on brand, you know, I were geeking about branding. So, yeah. and so actually the, the book I'm writing is going to be called, so you want to be a hotshot question mark. And I'm going to tie nice. it into all the lessons I learned. Uh, fast forward to today, because that was 2010, 2011 when I was out there. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but Arizona, for example, is an amazing state. Amazing. Uh, so shout out to the Arizonans. Uh, my old my old posse is still I out agree. there. Uh, I still follow all the wildland firefighting world. I still follow all that. And it's funny because when I showed up out there, you'll appreciate this. Back, to, it's going full circle back to schooling. <laughs> it's like. I show up, well, I, I'm actually I'm trying to interview because I had no firefighting background. So I made right. myself, while I was finishing my degree and working my corporate gig, I found a fire academy in Long Island, New York. Mm. So I took a week off and went up there just to get my certifications for firefighting in case I decide to pull the ripcord and go for this. And obviously I, I eventually did. So right. uh, if the, but in the in interviews, they're like, yeah, your entire career history means nothing <laughs> because you know i had i showed that i've been with companies multiple years five ten years yeah i, yeah, I had yeah. a professional background my degree was proven that i can i could study and i could learn and they're like yeah but you have no firefighting background so like they took a big risk and i was old they called me old because i was 31 wow did they say the word old <sighs> Not in the interview. <laughs> okay. uh, once I was hired, I was called the old guy. So oh yeah, but, but wow. I kicked the crap out of everybody. So I was like, all right, <laughs> but because it was, it's just like the military. You, yeah, they, yeah. they're hiring guys fresh off of high school sports teams. Like it's 18, yeah. 18 to 24 was that window of what most guys I came across in wild and firefighting and, and women, wow. mind you, my, women too. So, oh yeah. yeah, there's, there's Don't some tough ladies out there fighting mm -hmm. the wildfires. Uh, but they don't care about your business degree. They don't care about your psychology. Right. They, right. they just want to make sure you have the experience. I know. The, the, literally, the most common quote was, well, we haven't seen you digging the dirt yet. So once we see you digging the dirt, then we'll let you know how good you're doing. So he, wow. he said, all we want to see is asses and elbows. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the job. Like you're literally you you're, you're cutting fire breaks for 16 hours a day, wow. two weeks straight before you get a day off. You know, it's- Bless your heart. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. But see, these Bless are all you. lessons. So now I'm Amazing. like, I, I've, I forced my way through writing a book and now I have to I'm edit so it. so proud of you. Well, I have to edit it though. I mean, okay, yeah. yeah. So yeah. thank you for being proud of me. But you, if you remember the editing- Oh, I do. Oh, yeah, yep. that, that's, so that's I, the I mental contractions. <laughs> <laughs> I have to tell you, cause you said Long Island. So this is so important for me. Ooh. So right, you're a New Yorker. I'm a New Yorker. My book is dedicated to Farmingdale State College on Long Island. Oh, get out. 
Nope. And I'll read it to you. So I, I dedicate the entire book to the college, to Farmingdale State College for believing a young girl could impact the world if given the opportunity to do so. Wow. So did you start, you started at everything? That's where my life began okay. before target funding, but that's yeah. where my, 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 my mission, my why. Everything clicked. Everything clicked. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. That, yeah. Are they aware of this yet? Yeah, I called about three weeks ago after my book launched, and I sobbed my eyes out for 20 minutes. It took me 30 years to call them. 30 years. Let me ask, why? Why 30 years? So if you read, You're really thanking them, aren't you? I mean... Well, it, but there's more to that. Yeah, if you read my journey. So I, you know, everybody has, has a story, and to really condense it, um, I just grew up in a very difficult home environment. And at the age of, um, I just turned, I was 18, going on 19. I was attending community college, SUNY mm -hmm. Farmingdale. And it was evening class, winter time. And I got a 911 page from my therapist. And Judy never pages me. And wow. I remember picking up my book, running out of the classroom. And back then we had pay phones. So for, pe for people who are not familiar with pay phones, you can tell them what they are. <laughs> What's a pay phone? It's a little phone, There's a right? few of them still <laughs> around. There's a few still around. I think New York still has a few. I do. They do. Yeah. So um, I literally ran. I put the, my money in and I said, Judy, why are you paging me? You know, and she said, and I'll never forget it. She said, I want you to listen to me really clearly. He is on the way to the college right now. And if he finds you, he's going to kill you. Now, she was talking about my villain. You asked me before, why do I wear a cape? Because in my life, I had a real villain. It's not the movies. There is no one coming to save me. It was the real deal. So I hang up the phone and go back to the parking lot and I'm too late. He's already there. Ooh. And he's pacing back and forth, trying to find me. What do I do? There's nobody there. It's me. I'm in the parking lot. So I go into shock. Um, I'm screaming and nothing comes out. And then I hear something in the back of my voice that says, literally run. But I couldn't run, so I ducked. So I'm in the parking lot, and I'm ducking, and I'm going from car to car to car to get to my car. I finally get to my car. I open the car door, and I take my books, which is the only thing I had. I retrace my steps. I go back to the payphone to ask uh, the person I was seeing for help. And literally overnight, my life changed forever. I couldn't go back to the environment. So a couple of things happened. A group of friends found me my first safe haven. It was a basement apartment, illegal apartment. You had to go down 15 stairs, infested with cockroaches, and I would stay there in hiding for five years. Wow. Another group of friends found me my first job um, as a collector, and I remember telling Patricia, and she's like, we, we know what's going on. We're going to keep your, your name as safe as possible. And then this is why my life changed. This is why I dedicated to the college, because I wrote a letter to the college and explained what happened. And two weeks later, the college asked me to meet with their financial committee. And there I was in front of 15 strangers pleading my case. And I said, I've lost everything, my home, my identity, my community. And the only thing I have left to live for is an opportunity for an education. They asked me to go and deliberate while they deliberated to go to the secretary's office. And while I was at the secretary's office, I asked for a piece of paper and pen. and I wrote a letter to God. Now, some of people who hear that say, well, what's the big deal? You wrote a letter to God. But if you were ever in a situation where you couldn't escape and day after day, week after week, month after month, you're praying to God and they don't show up, hmm. it's a big deal. Yeah. And so basically, I just said, if the college would come back and give me an opportunity, then for the rest of my life, I would use my education and experience to open doors to every single person I meet. Powerful. And so two hours later, yep, I went back. Um, they asked me to stand up and they said, we are giving you a full scholarship to this college. And I never forgot that. And for 30 years, I've been on that path. So yes, That's amazing. it took me 30 years because it was that important for me. Well, thank you for sharing that. That's, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, I had that hair standing up on my arms. I was just like, oof. You had me. Yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's intense. I, yeah. <laughs> well, and it's, Sorry. unfortunately, it's yeah. not an unknown story. Um, it's not these, an unknown story. These, these situations do happen. 
it's right. you're one of many. You're one of many. Right. Of course. Uh, I love course. it. I, I love the fact you're tying your book back to giving back and everything else because back to bring it back to a fun note. I mm -hmm. mean, on this topic is that every every author I, I talk to, they're like, just FYI, don't expect to get rich off of a book. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, actually, expect to get frustrated, you know. But hey, it's yep. part it's part of the journey. And I said, well, great. Well, that that's the case. I'm dedicating my book. So I love where we're going with this because it's like we were joking around earlier about how, you know, I, I won't monetize my show. Or at least I haven't yet. Yeah, three years, said that. right? Yep. Because I, I believe after three years of podcasting and, I, and I sitting down and having to write this book and meeting great coaches over the years, because yep. I've worked with coaches, I've coached other people, I've coached countless sports. I mean, you name it, love coaching. The the growth throughout life, I, I, I translate on my show. I call it the timeline. We're just all at a different place on the timeline, right? Yeah. You have you, you 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 have to acquire the knowledge, of course. But then you need to have training to of course. understand the knowledge, which then leads to the actual execution, right? Mm -hmm. So I said, all right, well, I've executed on a lot of crazy crazy adventures in my life i'm a i'm the, I'm the adrenaline junkie right firefighting everything else leaving the corp, yeah. leaving the corporate world behind left my house like got gave everything away fit my life in a car and moved wow. to some forest service compound in, in arizona you know it was, I, was like, I wasn't sure if i was going to do this the rest of my life i was like i'm all in anyway the point is i said then and obviously since then uh you know you live in oregon yes so you got Oregon, the whole Northwest, really the whole West in general. Wildland firefighting is very common. Here yeah. in the East Coast, it's not. So I love being a voice for, even if it's only two years, I love being the voice for fallen firefighters, fallen heroes. Uh, I'm, I'm big yeah. in the, we, we're big in the CrossFit space. We're very big into fitness. We do fallen hero workouts all the time. I run an annual fallen firefighters workout here. So, uh, because in Arizona, did you hear about the, the Grand Mountain Hotshots in 2013 that perished? Mm -hmm. So 19 hotshots were burned cool. over wow. on, on one fire, Yarnell Hill fire in Prescott, wow. Arizona, June 30th, 2013. One man was left alive only because he was in, a, in there's always one person in a lookout position. So he was far enough outside of the danger zone uh, that he, he was the only one left. So wow. he's obviously retired because he's like mentally yeah, not happy. Of course, happy. of course, of course. But I was like, you know what? Here's something common. You're from New York. A lot of firefighters, if you're a city firefighter, you can make a very good living. You know, you're a yep. government employee. While here in Pennsylvania, there's a lot of fire departments that are not mm. city, right? There's there's volunteer firefighting. There's people yeah, out there here is. who just do yeah. this out of the kindness of their heart of and the do heart. it yeah. outside of their jobs. Mm -hmm. Well, so I was like, back to this different place on the timeline, right? We're going to tie it all together. What is the legacy we're leaving behind? And I converted my business to a for-purpose business a few years ago where I hard-code a percentage of all of my gross income that's set aside for charitable activities. Well, then, Love it. And then that kind of grew. <laughs> and then I'm running charity stuff. I'm like, wait a minute. So if I can't become rich off of making selling a book, what if I just don't donate the book? Yeah. Love and it. then as of last month, I launched a 501c3. So now oh, I, so, congratulations. So now I have my own foundation. Nice. So, so Fuel Foundations, the book will fuel Fuel Foundations. Love it. Fuel Foundations will be able to fuel other nonprofit Love activities. Love it's it. all coming together. It's just like- It's awesome. I was like, holy crap. When I when I finally publish this book, now I have to because it's going to literally fund, hopefully fund yep. positive change. I love it. And that's back to that legacy. Like I love the fact that you're tying it back to your school because- very much so. That's huge. So huge like people me. need to learn these things. Yep. And I never, and here's the thing I want people to know, and I want people to listen to this. If you listen to anything that I say, listen to this. <laughs> Seriously. I want you to think about the lowest moments in your life. And if you haven't had them, congratulations. But for the rest of us, hmm. I want you to think about those moments. And then I want you to look in your mind's eye and remember who was there. Those are the people that matter. Not when you're wealthy, not when you've made it, 
And so the reason I dedicated my entire book to SUNY Farmingdale is because they believed in me before I believed in myself. Ooh, very good point. See, you got, you got the chills again. Man, the hair is standing up on my arm. <laughs> got me on that one again. She's good, people. She's good. No, see, that's, 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 that's why that's cool. I mean, they recognize something in you before you could recognize it in yourself. Exactly. And, and that's powerful. Me, I, exactly. Because they gave me the belief, they said, we believe in you. I said, I will never let you down. And they didn't know this for 30 years. Yeah. That's the difference. Every so, day I woke up and said it. I'm still, I, I got to dig a little deeper here. So uh -oh. I didn't really get the full why. Was it, you, were you afraid? Were you too emotional to go back to them and tell them everything that resulted I, thanks I, to that? No, I was, n I did not feel I was worthy enough at oh. this yet to, 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 to reach out and thank them. Like I wanted to show them that they bet and they bet right. So you know what I love about this? See, everybody clicks differently when they're hearing this right now, ladies and gentlemen. But for me, because I talk so much about mindset on this show, you know, we obviously the tagline, we feel your health, business, and lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I, I have, I've had psychiatrists and psychologists on, and yes. obviously I studied it. I geek out about it because I, I in your intro, 10,000 entrepreneurs. Yes. Successful published author. You're out there doing yes. a book tour right now. Yes. And yet, self-worth still is part of the game. You're still challenged by it, right? We all are. That's the beauty of this. People need to remind you this. Like, guys, like, ladies and gentlemen, like, we're all human. Agreed. We're always second-guessing ourselves, especially right. if you had such a traumatic past there, too. Like, there's right. all kinds of stuff going on inside of your head. I don't even want to know. I mean, I, I do want to know, but I'd you, say. <laughs> you should always be humble. And to me, I wanted to be in a place where I could show up and say, this was your ROI. This was your ROI. I could have done it 20 years ago. I could have done it when I was the Women's Business Center director. I could have done it when I was the innovation director. It wasn't until I wrote the book that I said, now I want you to know that you not only affected me, but because I'm alive, yeah. because I would have taken my life, you affected more than 10,000 people. Mm -hmm. Who affected? So, so one decision created a domino effect for so many people. So the reason I held back was because I wanted them to know that, that this was the, the most special thing for me. Well, I think you definitely made that clear. Yes. <laughs> I think so. I think you waited long enough. That's awesome. <laughs> um, oh, by the way, how did you let them know? Did you go out there in person or? No, you... no, I called up. Oh, you just called. Okay. I called up and it, it talk about miracles of miracles. So then I'm talking to this lady sobbing my eyes out and she goes, Kedma, I was there 30 years ago. Ah, I was, I was, gonna, I was wondering if some of the same she people was, were there. Yes, and she's working right now to track down one of the people who gave me the funds. Ah, uh, that's awesome. As I say, because I'm sure 30 years, some people might have retired, moved on. I mean, she's still there. That's awesome. What was her role? I, my goal is to be a keynote, huh? Um, I don't know. She's administrator. Yeah. Oh come so on! They I got. Can, they have to. I said I have her. to come as a keynote so I can for the for the graduation program. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Come on. They have to. Yeah, of course. It's a no-brainer. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's. I'll let them know you said it. You're alumni. <laughs> you're a published author. Of course. You've, of you, course. Your whole book is dedicated to them. them. Yeah. Yeah. And I believe in a law of attraction, so I'm just going to send that positive <laughs> energy your way, you know? I'm just sending them this podcast. There you go. It's like, listen, just listen in. Scott, Scott says he's, you know, she's already approved. Like, just Forget about it. I'm telling him to fly you there. <laughs> There you go. I will intro you to <laughs> the class, to the crowd. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Hi, I'm, I'm Kedma's uh, professional intro. Uh, Why not? <laughs> well, I, I, I've, I've been loving this show. I want to, I want to respect obviously your timeline. I know you have another meeting yeah. coming up here. So the book, yes. we, we, we hit hard on it, but let, what it, outside of the dedication, yeah. What is What's one of the, it about? What is one of the biggest things you're really hammering on this thing? Because it's, I, I, ladies and gentlemen, again, it's targetfunding.com. I'm going to screen share again. Uh, it's on Amazon. I've actually Simple. already added it yeah. to my Amazon influencer page. So, ladies and gentlemen, when you go to lulafuel.com and you I click on the it. Amazon banners, click on you know Scott's book recommendations, and she's right in there. Actually, I'm going to share that again right there. I'm right there. 
See? So yeah, so, I've already added this super, into my... I don't know if you know what an Amazon endorsement page is, but... No, but thank you. Yeah, check this out. Super, See? Scott's oh, book recommendation. Oh, look at that. So every, off, every author goes in here that I bring on the show. Oh, that's so amazing. Are you familiar with Laura uh, Otting? Limitless? No, but it sounds like I will be. Oh my God, that book... You would love it. A lot of girl power there. Very, very okay. good book. Very good book. All right. I love it. But back to you. Um, yeah. So in a simple nutshell, um, target funding was designed to go after grants and resources specifically for people who are not bankable. Now, because if you're bankable, <laughs> you usually don't have a problem getting funded. True. <laughs> right. But if you're not bankable and not bankable could be a balance sheet, a snapshot and dime. It could be, hey, I'm thinking about an invention or, hey, I'm starting up a business or, hey, I'm looking at a high risk business. So um, we target variables. So we have sections literally in our book, women in funding, veteran in funding, people with disability in funding. We have bonus chapters. So we have competition and funding, crowdfunding and, and funding. Ooh, I love crowdfunding. Yep. You, it's a whole chapter there. You name it. Um, if you pull out the crowdfunding one, you'll just see an example of some of the. Well, I could speak to it. I've actually run a campaign. So there you go. Yeah. So we talk about everything you can imagine. And then we, we actually curate real resources. So if you go down the list, this is an example of one of our chapters. Yeah. Not only we go into it, but we give you the meat, the potatoes and the dessert. <laughs> I love it. Um, so you can go right to the, um, the different platforms mm -hmm. and start looking at it right now. So yeah, really I'm more, I'm more experienced with Kickstarter and actually the one I just ran last year was on Indiegogo. Okay. And, uh, we, I, we raised, uh, over $200,000 to make a documentary film. So congratulations. I was just a marketing guy. Yeah. I'm one yeah. little, one little tool in the, in the <laughs> trade. So this is cool. I like it. Yeah. So we just teach you how to target funds for whatever business you're in. Um, and we look at about 15 different variables. Oh, and, and thank you for doing an audiobook. Okay. Yes. Seriously. Like, I'm and like, I'm the voice. Yeah. Oh God. Okay. You, I'm you do voice. wear capes. Okay. okay I yes. love it. I love it when an author does their own voiceover, like yes. just don't outsource it. I can't stand it. I, I feel like I'm listening to a robot human. It drives me crazy. And then they try and like fake the voice inflection. I'm like, yeah. Well, one thought on that is if you're going publishing, which is what I did, because I'm with McGraw Hill, mm -hmm. most of the time you don't have an option. They will Ooh. choose someone. Yeah. It's not like you have an option. Well, I'm self publishing. So, okay, yourself. So I went through McGraw, but I'll tell you a secret so everyone knows this. I haven't shared this on any podcast either. Dude, so that's ladies true. and gentlemen, we're getting like all kinds that's of secrets true. today. <laughs> My wonderful uh, agent, his name is Gary Krebs, love him to death. He said to me, don't even think about you actually doing the voice for your book. Not going to get it because he's in the industry. And he says, usually they're going to choose an actor. I said, mm -hmm. OK, no problem. So anyway, I get the contract and it requires me to do the voice. And I call him up and I get Gary, you, you just spent 90 days telling me not. Now I have it. Why? He goes, you're not going to believe this. I said, tell me. They were anonymously going through your LinkedIn videos, oh. watching them. And then they came and said, we need to have her do the voice. There you go. There you go. So you never know who's watching you. I like that. And I'm a huge LinkedIn supporter too. So yeah. that's, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, if you're not on LinkedIn, I've been on it since it was founded. Okay. So it's, <laughs> I've been on there a while. Uh, and it's, it's ever since I guess, ever since they sold it, there's been a lot of new money getting dumped into it, a lot of enhancements. Mm -hmm. It is yep. kind of getting a little bit more social media-esque, even though it's technically not. Um, yep. But great platform, great for business growth, great for growing not just your network, but actual connections. Like really connect with people. Stop yeah. Stop sending me LinkedIn friend requests saying you look forward to joining my network. I'm like, what is that? What does that mean? Or how I don't even know you? what that means. I'm like, what do you mean? Right. So you automatically think I'm gonna hit yes? No. <laughs> You didn't so make the effort I, to personally connect with me. I grew my LinkedIn from 4,000 connections to 30,000 in less than 18 months on my own. Well done. Yeah. So I love LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I agree with you a thousand percent that, um, but you have to have the relationship. Take the time to try and build a relationship. That's all I'm saying. Uh, but yeah. most people want the gratification now. So, because yeah. that is a bit of our society. Let's be real. Exactly. Well, well, listen, I've been having a blast. Uh, your, like I said, your book's already been added to my uh, influencer page. Yes. Uh, 
and once I'm done your show, I gotta make sure I go order it then too. I, you know what? And you have to start a program where you're inviting guests you love back. Oh, I do have a few <laughs> guests. Co-hosts have returned. Yes, they are few and far between, but they're only the fun ones like yourself. So exactly. Uh, but yes, because well, you're in launch now, right? The book's already out, out or no? Yeah, 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 yeah. So now you the had book, pre-order on the site. We had pre-order, but yeah, it's out now. Okay, that's what I thought. It's out now. Yep. Okay, it's out now. But yeah, um, I would love to come back, and if I can do anything to support your clients, let me know. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm always about karma and giving back and just building community. You and I are meant to vibe. I learned that from many people. It's like, guys, like if you just give more than you receive, it totally. will come back. You know, totally. Just ugh, like I, I never thought about launching a foundation, and then all of a sudden, a few months ago, it just yeah. hit my click to my brain. Amazing. I'm like, ugh, okay, go with it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, listen. I asked my guest co-host to help close the show out. Sure. Uh, so you, whatever you want to leave behind, some final words. I think what you've already shared is already so, so darn inspirational. Uh, but is there anything kind of an all-encompassing message right now that you're trying to put out there to the professional space, the universe, et cetera, besides obviously launching target funding? What I would say is this. Um, and I just had this with my coaching clients. Every action you have is premeditated because it had to happen at a thought level. And every thought, I mean, even if it's seconds, it's seconds in your thoughts. So if you want to change the view of your movie, just be mindful on, on your thoughts and who you're surrounding yourself with. And I know that sounds cliche, but um, I think it, it really brings it down to, you know, what do you want to show up seeing every day and what responsibility do you have in making sure that you show up, you know, with the right intentions and the right actions. So that's what I would share. I like that. The right intentions and the right actions. Couldn't have said it better myself. So. <laughs> and thank you for letting me be here and, and being I've on the had a blast. I feel like we could have talked for an hour more. I know. Oh, we well, again. That's why I'm saying that you're yeah. definitely coming back. So, yeah. <laughs> well, listen, hang tight. I'm going to give you a proper goodbye thank off the you. air. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Kedma, okay? Uh, we, already, we already hit that. There's going to be plenty of show notes on this on livethefuel.com. You can check them out at automategrowsell.com. You can check out the yep. book. Go right to targetfunding.com. Sweet score on the URL. It's all over Amazon. Get the book. It's on the influencer page. You can use the Amazon banner on livethefuel.com. It'll take you right there. So again, thanks for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. We are truly here to help fuel your health, business, and lifestyle. Calvin is now barking again. He's saying Calvin! goodbye. Calvin the Coonhound <laughs> says, you too could live the fuel. And we'll talk to you guys again soon. Thank you for subscribing to Live the Fuel. Stay connected on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Live the Fuel. And remember, you too can live the fuel. So please visit us at livethefuel.com.